Hey listeners, so what you are listening to now is mine and Puxley's attempt to make a second grandiose episode, though in the first episode he was on, he said that he's not gonna appear on any other podcast. And how fitting that this episode is a fuck-up. We both intended to do an episode like uh, UFO Twitter is a bucket of bollocks where we criticize UFO Twitter and discuss why people seem to be obsessed with UAPs and physicality of the UFO phenomenon, but we ended up just <laughs> rambling, and then our rec- recording got cut into small pieces and then we needed to start recording again and so on and so on. By the end, I end the episode because you'll see at the end uh, he went offline or something on my side. I was not sure if we were recording. I stopped it and then something very crappy happened in my real life that I needed to kind of de-escalate. He also got caught up in some work and uh, the trickster fucked me over. So as I always do when the trickster fucks me over, I just put it out there. We're probably gonna be recording a proper episode next time we sit down. But this, hey, here's just a little bonus thing where we ramble a lot and <laughs> criticize the UFO Twitter community, though we are UFO Twitter trolls as well. So, enjoy. So, listeners, you know him as Puxley, and I know him as Pucks, Richie, Johnny Meatsack, Tweets Deleted, and a plethora of other names, man. <laughs> <laughs> because you've been changing your name constantly these days. Yeah, yeah, I've been been on my troll, man. You know, it's the Elon Musk thing's been quite fun to a little bit of a laugh with, <laughs> and the Johnny Meat Sack thing. That, yeah, that 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 came from a that came from a conversation I had with my uh, my um, other half. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we don't need to go yeah. into that then. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> bad, bad bad optics, man. Yeah. Hey, I'm Johnny Meatsack. Look at these. No. <laughs> also, dude, like you said on that three-hour episode, Magnum Opus, that we did of your life, yeah. that you're not going to be appearing on any podcast ever again. I did, didn't I? Uh. I did. Uh, I, I mean, I quite enjoyed that. I, I'm not. I was very surprised that people even wanted to hear it. To be fair, it's it's the, my second most played episode I made, and it's a very recent one. So, yeah. like, more people listen to it than any other episode I have, apart from the Jeremy Vaney one. Because he's a celebrity, so you know <laughs> he is, and um, I, I'm really, uh, I've really taken to to Jeremy. Actually, I really like his uh, content, and I've sort of delved deeper into some of the old Paratopia work that he'd done with Jeff Ritzman, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic stuff. And it resonates only because of weird shit that I've actually experienced myself, um, which nobody has any answers to or, or or what the hell's going on. But um, you know, you can recognize that in somebody else, and you can also tell whether they're bullshitting or not. And uh, yeah, he's he's very very cool he's actually rekindled my uh my my enjoyment of listening to wiley you know wiley striver mm-hmm. i have to say I, I think um i've been very harsh about him in the past and um i feel really bad for that to be fair i don't think he deserves any, any of the stuff that some people yeah. throw at him he's quite a nice guy i think misunderstood somewhat hopefully he will be re- revitalizing a dreamland and hopefully i will be as well <laughs> because i'm gonna appear on the second episode uh, he hosts I mean that Jeremy hosts. Yeah, that's actually mind blowing. I saw I saw the uh, tweets the other day. Fantastic uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, and um, there's some actually really really good things going on. I believe. I mean, I've. Did uh, you catch? Sorry, um... can you, can we pause? I need to be on the phone. Ah, sorry about that, man. That's okay. I'm surprised mine hasn't gone off. I'm actually. I'm going to move it away from the uh, from the machine. Yeah. Actually, I put it on mute. Um, where did the road go? Um, did you did you hear that uh, the other day with Soraya? Uh, the the Arbor. AMA. Yeah, yeah, I, that was great. Did you? Um, I, you know, I was really surprised to hear Greg Bishop on there, and um, that was lovely. And 
um, instantly shot over to Radio Mysterioso and um, saw the um, Krupal, you know, Jeff um, interview that he'd done recently. Oh, yeah, the Jeff Krupal one. And thank you for dating. You went offline. No, I'm still here. Ah, shit, man. Okay, I need to stop the recording then. Uh, I think the stream's still running here. Yeah, but on my side, you're offline. Uh, I'm just gonna leave that intro about Johnny Mitzak and whatever, uh, whatever I can I can uh, save from that recording. Uh, but regardless, uh, we are here today to talk about Twitter because that's where we went, met. Um, I originally joined Twitter in order to troll the UFO Twitter community. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> and isn't it funny? Like all of us go through that edgy phase. Only like I'm going through it now that I'm almost thirty, and you're fifty-two, and you're still doing that, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, it, I actually was there before the 2017 thing. All of a sudden, there was this massive influx. And it's understandable if you're new to ufology and you're reading like the New York Times article, it's going to excite you somewhat, you know, the, the idea and the notion that we might be being visited by outer space aliens. Mm-hmm. And um, I was interested too. I thought, well, perhaps there is something to this after all. You know, I think everybody was. So, you know, you're going to you're going to hop on over to Twitter and see what people have to say about it. And then it soon became quite clear that it was the usual MO that we've heard from like the MIC and their take on them, you know, the nuts and bolts ETH thing for whatever reason, I don't know, but um, you know, what's interesting, like right before that New York times article hit in 2017, uh, the UFO community was generally moving towards the consciousness stuff. Certainly was. Yeah. Yeah. Away from nuts and bolts. And then uh, that New York Times article just uh, shifted the whole focus back to nuts and bolts stuff. Absolutely. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, is it like, you know, how psychedelics are illegal because they expand your mind and then people start going to their mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so is it that we have started expanding our mind thinking about consciousness and the reality of the universe? And it's like, nope. Uh, start thinking about nuts and bolts UFOs again. You know what? There's something to that, I believe. I mean, when you look at the how the CIA infiltrated the counterculture during the 60s, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And and that's not me being conspiratorial. I mean, it is, you know, you, you start thinking differently and uh, you start questioning the very fabric of the reality and the illusion maybe that we've all woven for ourselves with the way we live today and, you know, engaging in tribal warfare, etc., and political discourse and, you mm-hmm. know, so I can maybe understand that too, but at the same time, I think it's kind of come to light that it's that whole thing was more about uh, lobbying, you know. From what that's how I see it, but I don't know. I might be wrong. <laughs> I, I think it can be multiple different things. It does yeah. not always have to be one thing because the more people you have on board, the greater the influence is, you know. Well, I found it awfully interesting that the fact that they were reviving all these old. Um, you know, old, old, old stories like Bob Lazar mm-hmm. um, and then the Serpo thing. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you know, that, wow. that came up again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so much other nonsense. Oh, and, and uh, Dottie is going out there on podcasts saying how aliens love to eat strawberry ice cream. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you can trace it all back to the whole Bill Moore and Doty and the Avery yeah. nonsense back, you know, back, way back in the day. I think that's so hilarious because... The dude is obviously now assuming the role of a trickster and he doesn't give a fuck. He's going on shows saying, oh, yeah, there was this alien that was kept alive and it was eating strawberry ice cream for years. 
<laughs> people eat that shit up and believe it. <laughs> There's an EBE one or whatever. Even, yeah, yeah, even, even one. one or whatever. And um, in, in going as far as endorsing Linda Mont work, which is just there you go. Right? Ah, I've now, now you now you fucked me over again because in the last episode you also said something about her. Oh, I'm sorry, like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna have Linda Howe on. Yeah. Yeah, what it's... kind of a UFO podcaster am I then? <laughs> It's on me. I'm sorry. It's got nothing to do with my gracious host here. I'm the arrogant guest that's just waded in here and name dropped. But mm. um, you know what? Um, it all got very militant very quickly. And uh, it got so militant to a point that um, a close friend of ours and myself managed to get into one of the chat rooms there. You may have noticed the weird um, no entry symbol that a lot of those people would put on their profile pictures, you know, uh -huh. on the militant section of, um, I suppose they call themselves UAP Twitter now or what have you, um, you know, which is basically a bunch of people that are so convinced that Uncle Sam has pickled proctologists from another world stored in some deep underground base along with wreckage from several crash retrievals that uh is the general folklore that uh, the whole thing has survived on since bob kessler and uh um admiral bobby ray inman and all the stuff that came out in sort of 1988 and 1989 and uh led to bill moore and his uh ufo conference uh mm. mess up that he ended up being run out of town from uh, after suggesting that he was working for the cia uh, how we've got back to that i don't know uh, and then obviously these new people like luis alizando and you know with with the clout of people like chris mellon behind him and tom delonge you know uh, who's recently rejoined blink 182 i believe because rumor has it that he's uh, suffering financial issues now with all the oh he, he dedicated his life to ufos and now he's suffering financial issues apparently so I who would have known who would have known yeah i mean you know <laughs> i mean i'm sure the guy's gonna be fine you know he is a celebrity and it's quite clear that uh you know he he got totally sucked in with all of the same material that uh we'd probably read a long time ago and then eventually got to the, came to the conclusion this is all bunk um, okay what is your uh, opinion of bob lazar my I mean, it's not good okay <laughs> i'm still on the fence as to whether he was manipulated because the, the story is quite fascinating in in some ways but his, his background just does not support the uh, claims you know at all i read his book i think it's called wonderland or dreamland or something oh the one that was put out by um by uh, ttsa ttsa yeah wow so <laughs> paid the, <for> that. <laughs> the book is like non-fiction autobiographical whatnot but it reads like a cheesy action conspiracy thriller <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly, if, if I'm going to be, I'm probably going to get shot down, but by the time people will be reading this, I, I'll be, be on another social media platform, so I'll have a trouble to troll me like they used to. Mm -hmm. I actually think all of this is um, some sort of clever, clever long-term bunch of nonsense that makes money. I've got no time for George Knapp. I've got no time for Corbell or any of that stuff. It's just nonsense, despite what they say, and they just look ridiculous now. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Also, like what conspiratorially thinking people don't understand is that money makes the world go round. There are conspiracies, and all conspiracies are for fucking money. Oh god, not, absolutely! You look it's not reptilians trying to control your mind. They're controlling your mind because just by by you feeding them, like <laughs> they're cash cows, man. Both of us, right? We're European, okay? So um, yeah. We have a very different perspective on the whole thing, and I'm actually quite pleased about that. You know, I mean, I grew up with reading stuff like Jenny Randall's and 
um, you know. Oh, uh, but da- isn't David Icke also British? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We, we've also caused an awful lot of trouble, you know. <laughs> but we kind of ejected him. You know, he's not really a thing over here. Um, he went big and viral in the States more than he did in England. Um, there is a lunatic fringe that love that stuff here, obviously. I mean, uh, it's global. But, um, isn't that kind of ironic? Because America was founded by the, the religious extreme that wanted to uh, gain its own independence. So they, you know. Yeah, you you know. So David Icke is doing the same now. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this this is this goes along with like things like Scientology and Mormonism. You know, it's it's a it's a great land to uh, invent new religions, and I do see a lot of this ufology type stuff that's uh, everyone's fascinated with now as another type of religion. It's even got its own advocate. You know, um, I really enjoyed Diana Pasolka's book, but you know, I don't think it necessarily did any good to be honest <laughs> um I, it was misinterpreted as I, I it it was so misinterpreted by the whole scene that um they became advocates for things like um am i allowed to say the bledsoes here is that something we can maybe say without me being too um negative sure whatever you know um and all the shady people behind them just look just just look at people like semivan and you know it's it, they're being manipulated. They're being manipulated. I mean, there's so much money in, in, in the subject. And people say, oh, you know, you, how many times do you hear a UFO celebrity at a conference saying, well, there's no money in ufology, you know? And, uh, you know, they're very quick to point that out. Yet when you look at contact in the desert, that's like ufology's Glastonbury Rock Festival now. And it makes a ton of cash. And I believe COVID has obviously caused a few problems there with a lot of the conventions of late. But um, yeah, you know, it's it is big business. And uh, what would you rather do if you were going to retire from from a uh, military career? If you if you <laughs> do you want to go and um, take the easy road and uh, <laughs> or, or, or go out and work again? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, these people on UFO Twitter don't understand that. They don't understand that they are feeding the cash cows. They they don't understand that the only conspiracy is to put on a show so someone may earn money. Well, I don't know when this is going to be broadcast, but um, let's just say it's it's a... it's mid October as we're speaking, and I listened to a great podcast. It's actually mid November, man. Oh, shit, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that <laughs> gnome you saw displaced your perception of time. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is November. My God. Uh, I've been working like till two in the morning and stuff on all these deadlines. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, I'm totally out of whack. And because I work from home, time has no meaning. Um, so we, we were listening uh, yesterday to a, a bunch of friends uh, of ours that were podcasting and. Um, Greg Bishop was on and Barbara Fisher and everybody. And they, they made so many fantastic points that isn't lost on your general UFO person. You know, and I do feel sorry for these people because a lot of them have had actually had sightings. It's quite clear, you know, that they've, they, they've uh, decided that 2017 somehow has verified them and they're not nuts, which they're not, you know, but um, they're following this whole nuts and bolts thing just because they claim to have seen a structured craft. Okay, but um, the thing is, I went into this with Chris Cogswell on my show. Like, people are obsessed with, I saw this, I want it to be real because me, you know? It's always oh, yeah. ego with people. Um, so what if you saw a UFO? Move exactly. on with your life. I, I took a shit now. I, yeah. I just woke up. So am I going to be, you know, spending my whole day talking how I, I took a shit? If we start, I, I'm making a point here. If we start realizing that paranormality, that UFOs, that all of these weird things are a normal part of the human experience, even Chris Cogswell on my show said, like, it is a normal thing to for people to have random hallucinations once in a while. That's just the way our brain works. 
So if no. we start normalizing this, normalizing the paranormal, then we won't have people out there constantly wasting their time trying to prove what they saw. So what if you saw it? Move on with your life. The universe is much bigger than you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just it. We, we are all hallucinating anyway. We're hallucinating our realities. I mean, that is just how it works. I mean, mm -hmm. things will happen from time to time. I, I, I don't know what to say to these people. Um, yeah, you, you saw a structured craft. Great. Um, fantastic. So what? But there are millions so of other people who have as yeah. well. Yeah. And there's millions of people that have seen wibbly wobbly crafts and millions of people have seen tentacular space octopuses, you know, whatever. Um, but it's like, room for everything here. You know, it's they, like they, they want acknowledgement from uh, Uncle Sam that, yeah, yeah, you did see something. Why does that matter at all? Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and why do they believe that it's, you know, if there was something to that, why would it have to come from America? You know, and, and, and then you constantly hear these absolute ridiculous arguments that, well, they're under, they're, they're in control of everything. You know, they're, they're, they're uh, you know, they, they're, they're secretly in cahoots with, the whole world's governments, which is utter bollocks, you know, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. absolutely not. So, you know, this whole American centric idea that somehow they have, you know, that they are, it's almost like a master race thing to me. We're, we're, we start getting into this really dodgy territory that, you know, because of American exceptionalism, that's why aliens have chosen to crash land their vehicles there or something. I yeah, but, but that's how I view this whole UFO stuff or paranormal or cryptid in general. Like what attracts people about these topics shows me greatly what they are as a person, even subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain aspects of the phenomenon which can uh, tell you if a person is maybe racist or not, or sexist or not. You know, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, that it does it does lay open um, and expose people's uh, inner <laughs> ideologies without them even knowing they bloody harbor them. The paranormal turns people inside out. That's the whole yeah. point of it. So something weird happens to you. You only need this slight nudge, and then you are sent down rabbit holes where you end up inside out and exposed to the rest of the world to see who you actually are. Oh God, yeah. What well, it was that happened recently? Was it the Angelie woman? Is that is that her name? Um, the one that made those weird statements outside the. Uh, oh God, I can't remember. Somewhere in Washington, I think Alan Steinfeld was behind, you know, promoting her, and uh, she obviously had some weird experience and following the threads that. Uh, there's a there's a Twitter um, user called Charlie Weiser. Turns out that she may have been totally high on Rick Simpson oil. <laughs> <laughs> I found, I found uh, that fantastic. But when it, I it, when it, I it, had it, Chris Cogswell on, he told me uh, like when back in his MUFON days, they had a case of a dude who was seeing uh, orbs in the sky, um, and later on they find out the dude had a psychotic episode. Yeah, and instead yeah. of helping the man and pointing him towards you know wh where he can talk to a psychiatrist or something, they're like, "Oh yeah, you you need to um, get help." Bye bye. Wow. <laughs> but you you can assume that they have uh, cataloged his case and have um, sold his metadata to somebody else. Oh yes, uh, yeah, Mr. Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did really enjoy a lot of Chris's content um, when he was covering a certain billionaire in his purchase of a spooky ranch a few years ago um i believe he didn't he make a didn't didn't, didn't he uh, have a go at trying to purchase a few other ranches too um mm. not just skinwalker and then following some of the stuff erica lukes has discovered there's all sorts of shenanigans possibly uh yeah pertaining to maybe radioactive um testing uh ground and you know that i don't know it's just a whole mess and it just seems like it's there you know brandon's there um he's brought himself 
a, uh, a he was probably sold a pup and he needs to make some money and um you know he's he's a good businessman watching what i also think guy. he's a good man he he is a gentleman like even if if all of this is bullshit with skinwalker ranch yeah I at least the like dude him. like on twitter is very very polite when you tweet at him he uh, answers very politely and he he is a gentleman unlike most of ufo twitter you know i i followed that um green street is it stephen green street mm-hmm. he, he's been doing a, a thing about he was invited over wasn't he to by brandon to um experience the ranch firsthand for himself and, and so far it's been fascinating it's been really oh, good. so he, he uh, by experience the ranch you mean uh, get irradiated <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't got to that part yet. I, I, I've only watched this. I think he's done two parts of it so far. The first part being the whole Colm Kelleher um, stuff, you know, which kind of uh, didn't go well for the claims that Lou Alessandro was was making, you know, the whole TTSA part, which turns out to be a hobby that he probably had in his coffee break, you know, watching earthfiles.com or whatever, uh, and claiming to be the director of a defunct program. Um, and mm-hmm. that seems to be as you know what it is and the diehards will never have that you know there, there are, are some very militant people behind this guy so much so um i think i was alluding to you that we infiltrated a chat room about four years ago now uh, me and um let's just say you know who i mean by that um mm-hmm. and uh found some really disturbing stuff in there and some of it was even threatening towards friends of ours and um people that are now working with that erica luke's is working with now that's all i'm going to say um and uh we exposed that stuff and my god you should have my 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 direct messages were a whole world of dumb for about a month you know it it, it was that organized to a point where um sarah you were actually doxxed at one point yeah and sarah skulls got wind of what had happened and uh she contacted uh me and matt and we were both separately interviewed because she'd already been following this trail back to a uh a funded group of people connected with this whole um, 2017 thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd better not say any more on air about okay. that, actually, because <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty dark and um, it, it's a thing, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it's lost its momentum, I believe, now. It's kind of eaten itself, really, hasn't it, from what I've seen. I don't know if you've... I don't really bother wading into UFO Twitter at all these I days. D- I don't anymore. Like, when I was... When I joined Twitter a few months ago, I was just trolling and trolling and trolling and posting some good memes, some very bad memes. As we've acknowledged already, like I was posting the David Jacobs panty memes. So are you? Yeah, yeah I did a lot then, of that and I feel so bad, especially yes. after getting to know Emma. Yes. And now I'm, I'm good friends with Emma and we chat all, all the time. But yeah. Yeah, um, we've had quite a few DMs and I've apologized and she's really good about it. I mean, she yeah. knew it was coming from a good place and, and the, the, the poor woman... It's been through so much and so much publicly and so much shocking stuff that I've learned by Jeremy Vaney's um, post that I didn't hear first time around. I mean, Jack Brewer sort of directed me to the original recordings, but, you know, Mm -hmm. they they weren't all completely uh, public at the time. And um, yeah, until I think the Erica Luke's show. Yeah. Yeah. And unbelievable. um, Unbelievable. it, it was um, to li- listen to the, re- you know, Jeff Ritzman, bless him, RIP, a fantastic man, what a loss. Um, uh, just talking about it, which was on Paratopia recently. I never heard that episode and I don't think. Um, yeah, it's uh, very hard to listen. Yeah, yeah, really hard to listen to. Um, the, you know, the vitriol that uh, she she uh, had thrown at her by the community just to prop up a rock star. 
Oh yeah, I, I think I saw on blog posts, which I can find from those days, uh, you know, Carol Rainey, who is the ex-wife of Bud Hopkins, also mm. came out to expose Bud Hopkins' dirty side and wrote a whole article for Jeremy Vinnie's one-time magazine back then. Um, oh God, yeah. And did you ever... I, d- I did read the whole article. It was fascinating. I actually yeah. sent the article to my friend the other day because he did artwork of the Linda Cortile or Napolitano abduction. And oh, I was like, yeah, the, <laughs> like, the Brooklyn Bridge thing. Yes, yeah. yes. And he was like, oh, this is such a fascinating case. And I'm like, uh, yeah, but there's a lot of stuff you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> People don't do their research, do they? They just want. Well, just the thing the is, the, the only conspiracy, there is no conspiracy of a hybrid takeover of humanity. The only conspiracy here is that people who are actually exposing this bullshit are being pushed to the sidelines, you know? And let's say Jack Brewer's uh, blog, where he documented all of this, you can't find it on Google searches at all, man. Yeah, have that's, to search- why is that? That's really bizarre, yeah, isn't it? Because uh, I have seen most of the time when I Google UFO stuff, I can't find it on Google. Um, I need to use DuckDuckGo. Like if I'm researching some case, I can't find anything, even it's a, if it's a fucking abduction case from the 60s. Yeah, I, I use DuckDuckGo all the time now. Um, it's it's well you know maybe google's it for you know if you want to find your bank <laughs> or something you know yeah. there it is but um anything like that yeah that, that goes the way forward in fact even you brave now um so you know it, it took me quite a while uh, i i was not made aware of the emma wood situation now that you know that re- respond into the public consciousness i was aware for a long time before though i did not listen to peritopia originally but at one point, I was reading Bud Hopkins' books, and then somebody on Instagram, I think Barbara Fisher, yeah, from Six Degrees of John Keel, I put a meme like, uh, this one is good, this one is bad, or whatever, and the good one is uh, Bud Hopkins' Missing Time, the bad one is, is Philip Class's book about UFO abductions. Uh, and then she commented, like, Bud Hopkins' book is also bad, but you do you. And I'm like, what the heck am I missing out on? Everybody is saying that this is, you know, top quality shit. Yeah. And I did some and, digging uh, and and uncovered all of this uh, stuff with Carol Rainey. I found her original article. It fascinated me. And then I found out about David Jacobs and the Emma Wood stuff. Yeah, I think I met I met Jack Brewer uh, in a similar way, uh, I believe. I think... Um... Is it what was Jacobs's book amongst us or among us or something or other? Yeah, no, I think I, that was the book where he was intending uh, for that book to be all about Emma Woods. Yeah, and yeah. then after the fallout, he needed to change everything. Well, I said some really um, uh, bad things about our, our uh, historian um, uh, hypnotist, and um, automatically, uh, I think Jack picked up on it and uh, he, he filled me in on stuff that I just didn't know anything about at all and that was the emma woods um case and uh, directed me to his blog and i think there's a fantastic one of the times it blue blurry lines uh, covered quite a lot of that and mm-hmm. um i think jack brewer also covered this whole emma woods carol rainey stuff in his own book they framed the the grace oh the grace have been framed excellent yes. read that that's, a fact. that's an absolute must and um actually there's a couple even his, his, his latest uh books really really good um uh, wayward sons yeah mm-hmm. and uh 
Uh, oh crikey, Ad, um, Adam Go Rightly. Uh, he he's. Uh, did you read Saucers, yes. Spooks, and Kooks? Yes. No, that's a fantastic I, I read too. I love that book because it has a sense of humor because he is uh, Discordian. So you know, you yes. see these threads of Discordianism throughout the whole narrative of the book. I, you know what? Um, what what intrigued me the most when I when I found out that he'd also had like an LSD UFO experience, which um, which <laughs> I think I might. You know, my my conversation with you last time, I, I uh-huh. talked about my own um, straight away. It was like, ah, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah, this I've got to read this. And I, that I, I couldn't put that book down once I started it. It was absolutely oh, yeah. Fantastic. I, I actually spent a whole day reading the whole book. Yeah, and that's <laughs> from start to finish. Yeah, this day and age, having having the attention span to read a book is is to say you know it's to say something really. <laughs> oh yeah, but you know he hops from one point to the other point. Like one chapter is about the whole. Uh, Dory stuff, and then the next chapter is about Linda Moulton Howe. John Lear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he jumps Bill from Moore. person to person. It's like you are watching um, one one of those TV shows where they jump from character to character. You know, I think he kind of highlighted to me that it's almost, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it, it, it being an industry, um, you know, the, the grift has to keep grifting, you know, they, they've got to keep it going. So um, they're doing really, they're really good at this. They're amazing at it. You know, we've, we've got Bob Lazar again. In fact, Bobby Ray Inman uh, made an appearance on UFO Twitter again of late, I, I believe. Um, all of these old cases seem to seem to somehow inject new life into them because you've got a listening audience and uh, an online audience to all of these UAP shows and, and what have you that weren't ever around first time, you know, and you, you can literally have a bigger reach these days, you know, than, than you would say back in 1989 when, you know, I think I first come across all this stuff when I read uh, Tim, Timothy Good, Alien Liaisons. That was, uh, that was the book that got me uh, interested in all of that sort of folklore and then later on you realize hang on a minute this is absolute nonsense you know i mean we both work in a scientific world and you you start asking colleagues especially i'm from engineering right so <laughs> you soon realize it's utter nonsense you know especially when you meet um uh, physicists and uh, you know people that big into chemistry and then you mention element 115 and you know I'm, I'm here in oxfordshire we have diamond down the road that is absolutely packed full of world-class atomic physicists yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who just look at you with a blank face <laughs> and then correct you and yeah is- and also like people who know nothing about the periodic table element 115 wow that sounds so mysterious yeah, no this- not at all. There's going to be even more elements. We're finding them all the time. It's even like DNA, you know, and RNA. Mm-hmm. We're finding more, more different. You know, we're finding different combinations of base pairs all the time. I can say element one, and somebody would think, "Wow, what is that?" It's fucking hydrogen. Yeah. I can say uh, dehydrogen monoxide. <laughs> that's fucking water. Oh man. Uh, that well, you know, the word quantum. You know, let's just say that. <laughs> you know, you add quantum to anything, and it's like some magic ticket. You know, Did you see that post from the other day on Twitter? Like, uh, there is some shift in in the uh, electromagnetic radiation from the sun, and this uh, activates your DNA. <laughs> I think we both. Were yeah, on I can't remember, it. but it's some like activates the DNA for quantum. This what I'm like. Your DNA is already active <laughs> because yeah. you exist. It's utter nonsense. Um, the, you know, some people. I, I don't like to rag on too much you know, with the new age type people, because there's something to say about the placebo thing. Yeah. So, okay, so but, there's but a therapy. What, the, the problem is 
uh, before, like in the Middle Ages. You know, mysticism did not need to use fancy scientific terminology. But now that we live in the scientific age, now in order to establish that placebo effect, you need to dupe people uh, by using scientific terms that you Definitely. don't even know the meaning of. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And um, in some ways, you can, again, you know, it's just like the UFO crowd. You can tell the people that are sort of selling a product and, and they're just, you know, uh, maybe advocating meditation or uh, to drink more water, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the others that have got some, I don't know, unicorn piss that you can drink. And uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, the, what's the other one? Med beds. That's, yeah. that's a weird scam that I just... It, it astounds me at how many vulnerable people must be actually out there. And then also, I realize, sorry, man. So again, you're offline on my side. I don't know why. Oh, I'm online here. It's got a tick. I got a green tick. You're offline though. Holy shit. Let me then stop the recording. Yeah, listeners, as stated at the start of the episode, this is the part where we just went our own separate ways because we got caught up in real life stuff and, Ah, we're gonna be doing a proper episode next time from scratch, but here, this is what it is. This is the end. Just a random little rambling of fuckuperies between two meat sacks.